bonus episode of King of the Monsters. Hey everybody, welcome to King of the Monsters. Good, bad, we're the guys with the podcast. I'm Executioner Joe. And I'm Spooky Lukey. And today, we thought, you know what, why not continue our series of reboot, remake, repeat, where we kind of talk about uh, different reboots and remakes in horror, and uh, talk about how they stack up to the originals. But before we do that, I figure we should introduce our guest of the evening. Might go ahead and introduce yourself. Hello, hello, everyone. It is a- uh, Deadwater River. Almost said uh, <laughs> Executioner, Executioner River. River. <laughs> That's Trying right. To take my Executioner name. Hey, and, man, it's a luc- it's a lucrative job. I need it. Yeah. And we brought in Saltwater River to, <laughs> to help us <laughs> because uh, we're doing a very special episode where we're talking about the Evil Dead reboot slash remake slash soft reboot. Well, well. The original's The Evil Dead. This oh, is oh just sorry. Evil, Evil, Evil Dead. Dead. Yeah, <laughs> I, I apologize. So so there ain't no reboot. It's its own franchise. It's <laughs> Evil Dead. Well, okay. Well, that, that's, that's debatable. Okay, so here we have, uh, again, I, I read this last, uh, when we did the Dawn of the Dead episode, but I'll bring it up again. Uh, Polygon.com defined, or says, a reboot is defined by those in the industry as a complete rebranding of a specific title or IP. A remake is defined as a complete retelling of the same story and characters that a studio buys the rights to. So before we even start, I, I don't know I don't know if now is the time to do it, but what would you guys label this? Well I get confused easily. <laughs> I was gonna say by that definition it, it falls in both. Yeah th- th- that's yeah. what I was gonna say because essentially the main thing is it's a rebooted remake. Yeah well and it's also a soft reboot. Yep. Because this was originally supposed to tie into the Evil Dead uh, series. I guess they were going to make Army of Darkness 2 with Bruce Campbell's character. And then another Evil Dead movie after that that was going to put, well, the last remaining character, I suppose, from this one in the same world as, uh, you know, our standard Sam Raimi Evil Dead series. So it's a soft reboot in that in that point. It's a remake because one of the qualifications for a remake is it has to have the same story and the same characters from the original. And it's got Bruce Campbell in there oh. for a moment. Yeah. But it's also a reboot because it doesn't necessarily... I don't know. I, I guess it, Bruce Campbell's not in there a ton. So I don't, I don't even know what to call this one besides Evil Dead 2013. Yep. It's just the Evil Dead. Not the Evil Dead, but it's Evil, evil Dead. Dead. It's Evil Dead. It's evil dead. <laughs> so, uh, uh, yeah. Do you guys want to just yeah. jump right into it? Well, <clears throat> just to read out the descriptions of each film real quick. On they're pretty similar. Five friends travel to a cabin in the woods where they unknowing, unknowingly release flesh possessing demons. That's for the Evil Dead 1981, mm-hmm. and for Evil Dead 2013. Five friends head to a remote cabin where the discovery of a book of the dead leads them to unwittingly summon up demons living in the nearby woods. Wow. <laughs> so pretty much five friends in the cabin. Pretty pretty much, yeah. The same the same setup. 
and largely the same story. I'm not going to say exactly the same yeah. story. Uh, there's different events, of course, and different characters, but it's just a bunch of friends in the woods, pretty much. And they unwittingly summon the demon hordes. That's right. So, do we want to start off by talking about the story? Or, actually, would you mind... Uh, want some stats on these? Yeah, yeah. Let, let's get some stats, and then we'll just okay. jump right in. So, for the story. Evil Dead 1981, rated NC-17, which is a rare thing. Yeah. Like, I don't see that very often. No. Uh, run time is 85 minutes. Uh, estimated budget at 350000 <sighs> And uh, box office, $2.8 million. So, for something like that kind of budget, that was, you're doing... Oh. Good doing good. Yeah, yeah. That's a that's a shoestring budget. Yeah. That really is. And directed and written, of course, by Sam Raimi. Yep. And so for the Evil Dead 2013, only got an R rating. Mm-hmm. Man, they should have bumped something up. <laughs> uh, this one came in at 91 minutes, so it's actually a little bit longer than the original. Yep. Uh, budget, $17 million, so of course had more money than the original. Mm-hmm. And the box office, ooh. Ninety-seven million. Wow! So still a good return. That's yeah, that's very a ton good of money. for a horror film that's rated R. Yeah, and what what was that again? Twenty-two million was that the budget? Budget seventeen million. Seventeen million. That's even less than I thought. Oh, twenty-two was the Dawn of the Dead, if yeah. I remember right. Yeah, that's seventeen million for a for a movie. That's not a lot of. I mean, that's not a ton of money. Oh, definitely not. So I mean, it, it's not. It's, it's definitely, more, but not. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely not like the B movie that. Evil Dead, or the Evil Dead was, but uh, yeah, when you compare it to like the I don't know Marvel superhero movies, oh, it just the yeah. budget is do, just dwarfed by that. Do those movies even have budgets? I mean, <laughs> at this point, I'm pretty sure Disney's just like throw all the money at it. Write yeah. a check. <laughs> I, I, most of them go well over a hundred thousand. Or sorry, no. Well, they, they do go well yeah, over that. Not wrong. But a hundred million. Yeah. They they typically go over. And so, so this one, uh, 2013 one, was directed by Fed Alvarez, and he's also credited as a writer with uh, Roto. So I don't even know how to say the last name. Sayags. S a y a g u e s. And then, of course, uh, Sam Raimi is credited because he wrote the original. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's also produced by Bruce Campbell, Sam Raimi, which Bruce Campbell starred in the original. Sam Raimi directed the original. And also the producer of the original, Robert Tappert. And so, I mean, I kind of wonder how much of this was... I don't know if his name is... Fe- it's pronounced Feedies or Fe- Feed... Yeah. I'll, I'll just call him Alvarez, mm-hmm. but I don't know how much of this was his vision and how much of it was theirs. But uh, either way, pretty pretty decent remake, as I'm sure we'll get to. Oh yeah. So let's uh, let's kind of start off with the story. Uh, again, very similar premises. I mean, Evil Dead and the whole franchise isn't really something that you necessarily watch for the story. Typically, it's more of just the visceral. The gore fest. The the gore fest, the comedy, and again, like just the visceral, like Sam Raimi's very fast paced action and everything like that. Oh, so, yeah. so, uh, but anyways, so we have on the original, there's a group of friends that are going to this cabin in order to, I guess, party for yeah. just a good weekend. Good yeah, weekend. Par- party for, for a weekend and they, unwittingly just i guess well 
before you even go there, it's not they even unwittingly summon anything. It was already out there in the woods, like the very oh, first yeah, opening true. scene. Yeah, it's following them. Yeah, yeah, you you see it following in the woods and takes control of the car and almost makes them crash with the truck. Mm-hmm. The that says a uh, lazy Mary on the on the <laughs> front bumper. Yeah, and then, and then they get st- uh, on going across the bridge. They the they tire get, gets stuck yep. and stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's true, I guess, but. They made it worse. Yeah. They, they did make it worse. This was no weekend at Bernie's. That's right. <laughs> so how I took it watching both of the movies was... Oh, hold on, we haven't gotten to the remake yet. No, no, the just re- just okay. from watching both the movies, how I took like the first one, it was already there, and it it's always been there. It's just when they showed up and they mm-hmm. did what they did with the tape being dumb kids, they just made it, like you guys said, way worse. Yeah, I, I kind of wonder... To kind of add on to that, but kind of come at it from a different angle. And, you know, this is fiction, so it's all conjecture anyway. I kind of wonder if, like you were saying, it was always there, but they're reading the book kind of like, was almost like poking a sleeping bear. You know what I mean? Like, that's what kind of made it become more aggressive. Because, like, obviously that's when, like, all the possessions and stuff started happening and the trees coming alive and all that kind of stuff. But, I mean... You could look at it from that point. But again, it, it wasn't from them reading the book. It was the professor transcribing the book on the tape. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Well, once true. it gets read out loud. Yeah. Yeah. Either way, someone reads the book. Yeah. The incantations in it, and they they sent everything off. And so you, we go from there, and one by one, different characters are getting possessed until there's one left standing on the, on the original. Now let's look at the 2013... And it's a little bit different of a premise, but still very similar. Uh, it's a group of friends that are coming out to the woods. Instead of to go out there to party, to try to help her kick her heroin addiction. Yep. It's a, uh, it's a redemption story almost to, yeah. from the beginning. Well, and it works pretty good. It does, it does yeah, yeah. Yeah, it does work well. And so they're going there to kind of help her kind of quit cold turkey i think they yep. they've got something in a syringe i don't know if it's supposed to be methadone i don't know if you can take methadone through a syringe or if yeah it's something you drink I, all i know is they're they're kind of trying to help wean her off of this and uh in the midst of that some somebody finds somebody uh the, the man who cannot die eric yep was his name finds the book of the dead and Despite it saying all over, do not read, read. <laughs> he decided, oh, I'm going to read, and I guess awakened, you know, the evil in the woods once again, and once again, one by one, most of the characters are getting possessed and tormenting and killing uh, whoever isn't possessed until there's only one survivor. So, pretty similar. Uh, what do you guys think about the... I suppose just the basic premise though, like the original just being a group of people just going out to party as opposed to on the reboot, them going out there to try to help somebody kick an addiction. Um, especially for 1981. Yeah. The simplicity worked really well for it. Sure. And, uh, trying to come up with that in 2013, adding that little change, I think worked really well just to see, because like, Someone trying to kick drugs and stuff, they're going to start acting weird anyway. So oh, you're yeah. not going to like totally question it until things get super out of weird. Yeah. And that's that's one thing that it was an added layer on the reboot. I kind of wish they would have gone 
more into it, but especially in the first, I don't know, half an hour or so of the movie, the, you know, all the characters are like, we don't really know, you know, if this is all in her mind or if it's real. That definitely would have been something interesting if they would have ran with it, like you said. Yeah. Where they expanded upon it, have a little bit more spooky stuff happen where they're like, we don't know if this is actually happening because of something else mm-hmm. or if this is just her acting out. Well, and yeah. it's also questionable because like her and her brother, I guess their mother had some uh, mental illnesses. Yeah. Yeah. So then the brother kind of starts questioning things too a little yeah. bit. Yeah. And well, there's that scene in the movie of the remake where the brother's like, I don't want to end up like my mother in the mental hospital. Yeah. I mean, that scene right there kind of speaks volumes of what fears he's thinking. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I, I think that on the movies, you see this even more on Evil Dead too. There's always that psychological element of it where, you know, like Bruce Campbell or Ash Williams, as the movies go on, he progressively gets, you know, crazier and crazier. I think of one of my favorite scenes from Evil Dead 2 where there's all the heads mounted on the walls and they're all laughing at him and then he just starts laughing and going crazy. Uh, there's a, a funny line... I don't think it was intended to be funny on this one. I'm trying to remember. He's like, he's like, why? Why do you keep torturing me? And uh, I don't know. So there's always been that element of pushing somebody to their psychological wits ends, I suppose. But this one, I feel, especially from the get-go, has that already. Where it's somebody that already isn't, I guess, somebody that's well psychologically or mentally i should say and we just see them get pushed even further uh so i I felt like that element of the story uh worked to the reboot's favor personally um with that said i think it i still think it kind of depends on who you ask which one it makes scarier i suppose because for me i I mean i've never kicked an addiction you know well or like major addiction i should say like heroin or something like that yeah so i can't necessarily relate to that i can kind of relate to going out and to a place where i probably shouldn't be and having fun with some friends but uh like how they were kind of doing with the original but again it just kind of goes to your taste i suppose so uh what about you guys is there anything else in the story that you guys can kind of think specifically that you thought the reboot did better or worse i suppose well not to put the original down because like they didn't have like main actors or anything but the acting does get better in the remake yeah to a point yeah yeah i agree uh especially on the first one i i think uh bruce campbell has said in interviews in the past that with that movie as you watch it the acting gets better oh yeah because this is they're everybody involved from what I from what I understand it was their first feature film. Yep. And so going in, I mean, Bruce Campbell was 21 filming this movie. He's just in college. I mean, not the greatest actor, but as it goes on, it gets better and better. There's some hammy lines in there, but uh yeah, they do get better. I I do and I wonder if some of this has to do with the script, but I feel like some of the characters on the reboot feel kind of stale. I guess. Okay, yeah. Um, just personally, but at the same time, we'll we'll talk more about that when we get to the actual characters, I suppose. So speaking of which, do we want to talk about the characters? Yeah, let's jump into it. Okay. So 
forgive me because I love the original Evil Dead. It's one of my favorite horror films. However, the characters just aren't, I don't know, they're just not quite there for me. In the uh, remake or the original? Well, both to an extent, but more so in the original. Uh, Of course, you have the introduction of Ash Williams, but he's not the Ash Williams we think of. He's not the... You know, charismatic Bruce Campbell, boomstick toting, chainsaw wielding, one lining or one liner guy. He's just like kind of a dopey guy that was just uh, trying to have a romantic weekend with his girlfriend. Yeah, and I mean, there's scenes where he's somewhat cowardly. Uh, he's just not quite as developed as he gets. See, I think that works with the film, though, because like yeah. a lot of times it was females being the scream queen, so saying oh, the guy. That's a great doing point. It. That's a great point. So they yeah. were changing that up back then. Yeah, they were subverting an expectation that was originally implemented to subvert expectations, <laughs> which I think is kind of interesting. Uh, and with that said, I think I do think that that's kind of also a benefit with both the original and the reboots there none of the characters are super extraordinary however all of them just feel like regular people you know what i mean and of course again they changed that with evil dead 2 and army of darkness but uh i don't know i i i think that as far as the first one goes they're almost even in my mind mm-hmm. however there is that extra element of Mia, uh, the main character on the reboot, and David being siblings. I thought that that kind of helped. And just as River was saying before, they had that whole connection with their their parents. I don't think you ever really get too much from the characters on the original about well, their backgrounds. In the original, the I don't know who... I can't recall that character who first got infected, but she, she is the sister of Ash Williams. Oh, okay. Yep, yeah, you're right. So... She gets, uh, it, the one that gets stabbed in the foot, right? No, no, no. That's his girlfriend. But the okay. one that the first deadite that's Ash, that's Ash's uh, sister, and I didn't realize that until that one throwaway line almost in the first movie because I really don't explore that. Yeah. And then that's when it clicked. Like, oh, they kept that the same in the reboot and in the original. Yeah. I that, get... It was the the sibling relationship there. Yeah, but I I feel like they do it better than I suppose on the reboot. Oh yeah, way uh, better. Uh, where. They seem like they care for each other. I didn't really think that David was the greatest character in the world, but still, there there is an emotional connection there. Well, they almost kept that cowardliness with the guy in the reboot as well. David was very much like a I don't want to use the term because it could be der- it could be deemed derogatory, but like a beta male. He was just very much not wanting to confront anything, and he's like, you know, maybe they are right. Just very kind of passive. Yeah, that's true. Which is how it reminded me of Ash. I mean, Bruce's character, Ash, in the first one, he was just very passive with a lot of the stuff that was going on. I mean, you could probably chalk that up with seeing someone get stabbed with a pencil through their ankle and just seeing a fountain of blood spewing out and all that. I I don't know about you, but if I saw that, I might freeze up a bit. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. (laughs) But so we have those two characters. And then the other character that really stood out, I kind of mentioned him already, but Eric... Eric was a good played one. Played by Lou Taylor Pucci, I, th- I think is how you pronounce his name. But anyways, uh, I don't know. Again, like the, all the acting is is fine on these, but just like 
the fact that he was essentially the deadite punching bag for the majority oh, of the oh, movie. Yeah. I mean, you see him nails anyone yeah yeah you see him get stabbed multiple times with the syringe and then have to pull it out from right underneath his eye see him get shot up with a nail gun you see his hands get broken up from a crowbar uh i mean i i think there's more but i don't really think it's oh uh no he didn't have the big stick stabbed into him that was on the original yeah that was on the original but either way uh, he he takes quite a beating throughout he, the movie. He was a trooper. He was, yeah. And I think I want to say all three of us saw this movie in theaters, but at like not with each other. I know I for sure didn't see it with. No, I saw it with like too. my brother and some people. Yeah, but I I still think that when we finally you know all got together and talked after seeing this movie for the first time in theaters that was the thing that stood out to pretty much all of us was like man that guy with the glasses he he... took the beating yeah he did (laughs) uh and so i i feel like the characters are probably a little bit dare i say a little bit more memorable on the reboot that's just my personal opinion i can agree with that but they're i don't think that any of the characters are for either of them are super, you know, anything to really write home too much about. Despite the fact that Ash becomes one of my favorite icons in horror, you know, as the films go on. But if we're only judging the original with the reboot, yeah, I'd have to say I'd probably said with the reboot. And just going off of that, like the only other character I can remember from the original, and I mean, I just watched it this morning so that's saying something is uh the one guy and i don't even know his name but i just remember thinking i was like man this guy is very much 80s he's going to turn out to be like an abuser or some stuff with the type of comments he was making to his girlfriend and all that <laughs> he's like you want me to punch your face in and it's like what <laughs> <laughs> yeah and, and like i was saying before he he has that big stick yep. stabbed into him and yeah i mean he was almost Supposed to be the Deadite punching bag, but it wasn't nearly the extent of like no. Eric's. Oh, I, I feel like on on all the movies, kind of all of them are Deadite punching bags, but to Eric. an extent, and especially Ash on Evil Dead Two, since yeah. it's pretty much a one man show for most <laughs> of the movie with just him in the cabin. But uh, yeah, with that said, do we want to move on to effects? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I've been yeah. waiting for this. Yeah, I, I feel like too. this is where, gonna, where we're going to spend most of our time. <laughs> so, so both of them don't shy away from blood. No, nope. not at all. <laughs> uh, and uh, something I don't know if you guys know, but the 2013 remake, no CGI. Yep. Yeah. Or, well, very little. Like they well, used they it to did enhance. the enhancement, but they didn't do any like major CGI. Yeah. Yeah. Most of it was practical effects. Like some of the stuff like. Where the girl's cutting her face up with the mirror and stuff like that. When it showed it, I mean, that was CGI. Yeah. And I presume when she cuts her tongue, like splits her tongue. I could see that because both does, was moving. Yeah, I, I presume that was CGI. I'm not 100% sure, but very, very minimal use of CGI. See, but uh, Eric, the stuntman, he, he's a method actor, so he did everything. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They, they had to wheel him out after this, after the shooting. Yeah, and and the hand too. When oh, yeah. says his hand, just like but, but, but still, your your point is still valid. The vast majority of it is, you know, practical effects. 
and all that you know blood quote blood and i know it's not real but it was actually you know splashed on them and all over oh, yeah so yeah there, there's respect respect to both of them yep. oh, yeah for the effects i mean any of you guys remember the uh the uh, tomato paste in the hair with the chunks after oh yeah when she got throws thrown up, up. yeah oh. throw it up on that one nurse chick yeah <laughs> <laughs> That was a bit disturbing. We already brought up one effect from the original where she gets stabbed in the ankle. That, yeah. That still looks pretty good. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. And the Achilles heel. Yeah. yeah. That, that it, it still me, still bothers me every time. I was going to say, it made me cringe up when I saw it. Yeah. And uh, I, I think it was after that. So she gets stabbed and then later on you see her foot, like it just spider. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, so I, I listened to the commentary track uh, earlier today with Sam Raimi and Robert Tappert. And they were talking about that that scene, and I guess it took over an hour for them to animate that on that oh, girl's wow. foot. Yep. And I guess she was just like laying down, staying completely still for like an hour and a half, and I guess it was like so emotionally taxing or something, to where like being in the mindset of I cannot move. Mm. That like when they were when it was all said and done, she like sat up and threw up. Oh supposedly. wow. Supposedly. Well, uh, I wouldn't be surprised because I. From what I've heard from like different actors in that film and stuff, it that was, whole thing was it taxing. was very miserable. Yeah, yeah, uh, and it got to the point where, by the end of it, every every one of the other actors were were pretty much done. I don't know if if this was a thing where they were just sick of it, and so like, you know, they had their characters killed off, or, or if it was just how it was in the story. But anyways, by the end of it, it was just Bruce Campbell there. And they had like they just put wigs on different people if they had to have scenes with them as deadites, <laughs> because like everybody else is just like I can't take it anymore. Bruce Campbell famously broke his ankle on the set, and in order to get a reaction from him, Sam Raimi would be poking it with a stick, just yep. trying to upset him. Many of the scenes that you see in the movie, like where punches go through, uh. I, and I know that I want to say on this film is where Bruce Campbell got the scar on his chin. And that was when, uh, at the very end of the movie, when the camera kind of like goes, is chasing after him. Oh yeah. Yeah. That, so, and all those things stayed in the movie. And so you see scenes where the characters look like they're actually in pain or they're let out like a little scream or a little yelp. Most of those are actually actually genuine. Yeah, and like uh, with the contacts in the original, oh, oh. like they were like these glass ones, very oh. uncomfortable. Yeah, very and very thick. Yeah, and like all white and milky. Speaking of which, what do you guys think about those? Because that's one effect that I I, I prefer on the original to the reboot, and that's on the reboot when they are deadites. They kind of have like somewhat generic looking contacts in where they look all kind of like orange. Yeah, yeah, the orange yellow. Iris yeah. going around. Mm-hmm. While on the original, it's just completely just milky white, and I guess they couldn't. I guess the actors, from what I understand, couldn't even see when they had those in because yeah. they were so thick. Wow. Yeah, it was just kind of like, yeah, uh, not very efficient, but it they look scary as heck. Yeah, but, but that would definitely be interesting if they somehow managed to get those contacts and the re the reboot remake. Yeah. But I don't know. Like, I'm sure after... there's easier ways to do it now. Oh, I, oh for I sure. There and, is. and a lot of them wouldn't have even done the contacts. They would have just used CGI yeah. to to mess with their eyes. But yeah, I, I don't. 
I don't. I, I guess I don't know how it would fit in with the overall kind of theme of the yeah the, the reboot remake. Yeah, because in the first one, I mean, maybe in its time it wasn't supposed to be, but after watching the eighty one, we said yeah, yep. that it felt campy. <laughs> yeah, I can kind of see that. Yeah, like I said, maybe in its time it didn't. It wasn't meant to feel campy. Yeah, and who knows? They could be saying the same thing about the two thousand thirteen remake when they watch it. You know. 30 years down the line almost sure, yeah where it's like all oh, that feels campy but that one just seems like it's supposed to be a bit more rooted in the uh realistic horror yeah even though it, we're talking about demons and possession so it uh, it was difficult to say yeah um i you know I, I i love both of these i love the effects on both of these i can still remember i, I know i've said this story before uh watching the trailer for this film with one of my friends and it showed the scene where Mia uh, cuts her tongue in half with that uh, card or box cutter yep, and then sticks her tongue in that one girl's mouth and it's just, like, kiss me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just disgusting. And us just being like, this is going to be the most extreme horror film ever released. And is, is what I thought back then. Yeah. And it's still very extreme. Yeah. Oh yeah. I don't know that like, one thing I noticed on this one, and both both of the, these two films have scenes where it just like makes you wince, just like ooh, I think I did that. A, I think I did that a little bit more with the original actually for some reason. Okay. And, and I I don't know why. Uh, you know, of course, like the when they stab her and the Achilles heel, and I I don't know, but there there are a lot of scenes that had me doing that mm-hmm. on uh-huh. on, bo- on both of them, but. I, I don't I don't know, I, maybe it just looked a little too clean. I guess, like when I think of what attracts me to horror films, oftentimes it's kind of like that gritty look and gritty feel, and I almost felt like it was almost counterintuitive with the reboot because it looks so clean and it looks so nice, and I feel like they kind of lost a little bit of of that. Like it, it seeing like these bloody gory effects. In this clean, almost sterile environment, kind of, I don't know, it throws me off a little bit. Again, that's a very small nitpick for a great film, but you know, if I'm if we're comparing the two with a fine tooth comb, I, I'd have to say that I suppose. Mm-hmm. So, what, what, what do you think, Joe? You've been kind of silent over there. Oh no, um, yeah, with the original, like I just think budgetary and stuff, like how creative they got with a lot of things yeah. that a lot of it still holds up really well. Like yeah. some of the blood stuff sure looks a little f- more fake and different things like that, but for sure. I mean, cream corn, cream, cream corn, anyone <laughs> yeah. off the original coming out of the cuff. Yeah. Well, and you know, Joe, you mentioned that, you know, you look at it and you're like, Oh man, what they did with that budget. The thing that I love about the original in particular is when I watch that movie, I think I could do that. Like, yeah. I, I could do that. And I'm not saying that in a way that is like braggadocious. Like, oh, I, I could have made that movie. What I'm saying that is, okay, uh, this is going to be a little bit off topic, but I hope that you guys can kind of see my point here. So when a lot of, a lot of you know, I, I play a lot of music. I, I write music. I play a bunch of different instruments. Um, but when I was a kid, about 12 years old, I was obsessed with Metallica. 
just my favorite band in the world. And I got my first guitar and I tried to teach myself those, their music and I just could not do it. I mean, these, these guys are extremely talented musicians and I just could not do it. However, a couple years later when I was about 14, I got into the Ramones, my favorite band. And I listened to that and I went, Oh, I can do that. And ever since they've been my favorite band because it's something where I, I just, it resonates with me. And now I'm a little bit better of a guitarist. I can play, keep up with a lot of Metallica songs, but I still go back to that. Oh, I can do that with the Ramones. So that's, that's the original evil dead to me. It gives me that feel. However, keep following me here Metallica back in 2004 2005 somewhere around there released an EP I think it was their called their Saint Anger EP not the Saint Anger album but they did a bunch of Ramones songs on that EP and I listened to that and I'm like oh this is cool it's Metallica doing these Ramones songs but in the back of my head I kept thinking well these are like extremely talented musicians that I know can be doing more than this Ramones cover. And that's kind of how I feel about the reboot is it's they're doing more with the budget, but it still doesn't really inspire me quite as much as that original one did where I looked at it and just went, I could do that. Yeah. Well, I just think of uh, like how they did the camera some of the camera shots in the original. Yeah. Like they were doing crazy things with the cameras oh, where like sure. nowadays we have like better tech and crane stuff that they probably did the yeah. shots. So like, I would definitely probably wouldn't have risked my camera for <laughs> no shots. Well, well, and, and, you know, back then they're like, oh, I don't know if the steady cam was invented yet, but they, or if it was, but they they were pretty much just like, oh, we need like a steady cam type thing. So what they did is th- this is well documented. I'm sure any of our listeners that are into the evil dead probably already know this, but they took a board, put a nail in the middle of the board and kind of like bolted down the uh their camera to this board and then put handlebars from a bicycle on each side and two people would hold onto this this camera and you know whenever there's those shots of the evil dead or you know the evil spirit chasing bruce campbell around that's what it was that's how they did a steady cam so they looked at their situations and went man i wish we could do this or i wish that we had this and they just thought you know what we'll just take what we have and make it work. This movie is very, uh, forgive me for saying, but it's very punk rock in the way that it tried to execute its things. And that just resonates with me. Oh yeah. Like any indie, anyone who wants to get into indie film has probably watched this film has been inspired by this film in some way because of all that creativity. And, and I know, I know it's the same with, because I know that they said that they were heavily influenced with both the Texas chainsaw massacre and Night of the Living Dead when they were making this this film. And both of those are, again, shoestring budget movies that became some of just the landmark films of the genre. And they're just like, oh, let's just be as inventive as we possibly can and see how this works. So I, I don't know. Um, I, I'm kind of split down the middle because I admit that, you know, the effects... I very much enjoyed the effects on the original, but the reboot, I mean, it has a lot of very memorable moments. I I mean, even when that one chick's got the electric, you know, turkey carver and she's cutting off her arm. Oh, yeah. And you see it just dangling there. And it plops on the ground. Yeah, or 
Again, the aforementioned tongue cutting sequence. I mean, we can't forget the Jeep on top of Mia's arm. Oh, yeah, and she's, <laughs> and she's just trying to roll ripping over. it off. See, oh. I don't know. I think most people, I guess there's some adrenaline involved, but I'm pretty sure you'd, like, knock yourself out in oh, pain. like going to shock yeah. kind of thing? Not Mia. She just came back from no. dead. <laughs> yeah. But, Evil dead. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I mean, I know that we're not putting a big number on any of this oh, yeah. just yet, but... Uh, I, I like the. I'll just say it, I like the effects on both. Yeah, quite mm-hmm. a bit. I like the ingenuity on the original. Yep. I like the execution of the reboot. Uh, yep. Let's yeah. just put it that way. So let's uh, let's keep moving on. Do you guys have anything to say? Anything more to say about the effects, or do you mind if we move on? I, I'm ready to move. Yeah, I'm ready to move on. Okay, this one I'm sure we'll not spend too much time on it, but I did want to bring up the music. What did you guys think about the scores for? each one of these or did it leave any kind of impression with the original um there are part like points in the score where it just kind of like stops sometimes and yeah little things like that like i'm curious how they like got their score yeah i didn't look too much into well i I think that they sent it to some kind of yeah composer or something so that yeah i think they sent it out afterwards where a lot of times nowadays the composer works directly with seeing how the film progresses yeah and i know that uh sam raimi said on that commentary that a lot of the scenes uh this this is you know not i don't know how much this adds to our conversation but he said that a lot of the scenes on the original like they they sent the movie off to be scored and then when they got it back a lot of the scenes where he's like oh i didn't really think it was that scary he watched and he's just like oh wow that really elevates it Mm -hmm. uh I like I like both. I like one thing that I like that both have is especially on intense moments you can hear kind of some like whispers and stuff like that in yeah. the background and some different sound effects uh, as far as like vocal sound effects go. Uh they're probably probably a little bit more pronounced on the reboot, but uh still they're they're there. Oh, yeah. N- nonetheless, uh I I think this is one where I would actually lean a little bit more towards the reboot personally Uh, when we watched it last night i i was just you know focusing on it kind of because i've never really listened for it before Mm -hmm. and uh, one thing that i can say is that it sounds very just brooding and bombastic it's not always loud but like when there's a very intense moment just do and it just uh it hits all the right right areas where the original is good and it definitely elevates the material. I, I think that the reboots is just – it's a mood all on its own, I suppose. <laughs> but, yeah. Any more thoughts on that? No, not really. All right. So now I think we've got the final category here. Well, how do you guys feel this adapted the source material? Joe, you want to go? Yeah, I'll go. Um, I think it did extremely well for such a kind of loved franchise. Yep. Because Bruce Campbell, like, if it were just going off the original stuff, it's not, like, super, super memorable, I guess, like, his acting stuff, but it gets better, and, like, people know him for Ash now. Yeah. So, like, trying to make a new main character that people will like, that, that was a big challenge to tackle let alone switching the gender of mm-hmm. that character, which 
I like the actress. I'm trying to think of her name. Oh, uh, that played Mia? Yeah. Jane Levy. Yeah, so I thought she did, like, an extremely good job. Yeah. So, I overall say I really like this one. Yeah, I, I think as far as adaptation goes, I, I feel like it kind of depends on what you're looking for them to adapt. If you're looking for them to adapt the, the tone of the series... I don't really think that they quite hit it completely because again, the things that most people see the you know original series for is visceral pacing, which reboot has a ton of gore, which again, the reboot has, but then three, a healthy dose of comedy, which I don't really see the reboot having. However, that's if you're looking at it from the entire series. Yeah. If you're looking at what they were trying to do with the original, it, the original Evil Dead is very serious. Yep. And so I think that it does match the tone of the original. And as far as I know, there's no real big themes. You know, last time Joe and I were talking about Dawn of the Dead. Yeah, where like the original being kind of like... Very symbolic. Yeah, whereas the mall one kind of... Not, or what am I the, saying? The reboot, the reboot. 2004. Yeah. Right, yeah, I had a long walk with heat today. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. But yeah, with the remake of Dawn of the Dead. Was that a remake or reboot? Reboot. Reboot of Dawn of the Dead. <laughs> being I don't think anybody faults An empty for... shell. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. I, I think that... I Because I've heard some people say before... Like they're like, oh yeah, the original is campy, and I know River, you just mentioned it being campy, and I I, 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 I see it, I see where you're coming from. Again, I just think that's a product of what time we're in versus when yeah. it came out, I, and I, I feel like the campiness was unintentional. Yeah, it was it, completely it, well, unintentional. Well, the campiness of the sequels was intentional. It was definitely intentional. Uh, and Bruce Campbell said that, you know, he like went to the theater and there were moments where people were laughing and he's just like, what's, what's going on here? Like, why are are people laughing at this? And a lot of it had to do with hammy deliveries, kind of awkward lines. But again, this was their first film. They, They didn't know how this whole thing worked. Um, but I feel like that campiness that some people might have expected for the reboot was they were thinking of the sequels when the original wasn't necessarily intending to be that. So, and I could see that. Yeah. I mean, cuz definitely like you said the sequels were campy in of in of themselves. Yeah. I one thing that I like that they well, okay. So, so here's there here's some things that I really liked that they changed on the original that I actually prefer about the original and something that I don't really like that they changed on the original personally. Which one do you guys want to hear first or does it really matter to you? Let's just hear one of them. Go ahead. Okay. So starting off with the negatives, one thing that I'm not a super huge fan of is how the reboot starts. And that's, you know, that whole thing with the beginning where it's a pretty almost isolated incident where you see presumably the last people that had, evoked the anger of the evil spirit yeah and um basically the cold open of this film yeah it's a it's a good opening on its own again last time we were talking about dawn of the dead and how the beginning of that reboot is just like oh man like if that was a short film i'd be i'd be sold like i'd love that but with this one 
okay, so one of the things that I feel like, again, you know, we were talking about how one of the things I would like, and I think all of us agreed on is if they would have played up the whole psychological angle of it. And I feel like if you were to do that and be like, oh, that Mia is going crazy, that already discounts it. I, I do like that opening, but I feel like maybe that should have been something that was kind of pieced together as the movie went on. Well, that oh, would yeah, have just been have a better a yeah. flashback. Just, better just, delivery. Just because the thing is, okay, so I've heard some people complain that the original, the first 15, 20 minutes, I've heard some people, even Sam Raimi, say that, oh, I wish it wasn't quite as boring kind of thing but i feel like the thing about the original is the first time i watched it when i was in high school i had no idea what i was in for i went into that movie thinking i think it's about people in a cabin in the woods fighting zombies that's what my my thing was and watching it i mean obviously i didn't have any more answers as to what it was but those 20 minutes it was just anticipation going what am i in for and then when it started, it was just completely unpredictable. I couldn't tell what was going on, and I loved it. <laughs> it felt almost nonsensical how, you know, what was going on on the screen. Um, so I kind of w- wish that they would have revealed that beginning as it went on as opposed to kind of starting off with mm-hmm. that. Uh, even though it does hook you, or it, it hooked me at least, as as an audience member upon seeing it i was like oh i want to see more of this but uh i don't know so that that's my negative if if you want to call it that however my positive for it one thing that i do really like and i don't know how much you guys notice this but the necronomicon on the reboot almost acts as like it's almost like jumanji in a way like they, they start it and it says okay this is going to happen and then the pages turn, and it's like, oh, okay, yeah. this is going to happen. There's a level of progression there, almost like stages on a video game. Oh, you survived this, now this. Oh, you survived that, now this. And the first movie is so chaotic. Again, like, the first time watching it, I was just like, what in tarnation is going on? And uh, even though I do love that, I don't know. Like, I do... I'm a guy that likes rules in horror movies, I guess. Gotta follow the rules. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I did like that. So, what did you guys think? Because, like, with the original, burns the book. Yeah, and that's 20, how it ends. Yep. Yeah, 2013, you cannot burn this book. Yeah. Which one do you prefer? Do I prefer? Yeah. Or just both? I, I, I prefer not being able to burn the book, only because it's more consistent with the sequels to Evil Dead. Yeah. But... Anyway, I, I don't know. Just the way that how like they ended it, I guess, being able to stop it that way. Yeah. What do you think, River? Uh, I'd almost have to say not being able to burn the book. It just stays more consistent with like the universe they're trying to establish. Yeah. Well, and granted, I, I, I wish we would have mentioned this on the effects, but I completely forgot. One of my favorite segments of the original is when Ash does burn the book and you just see the bodies of the of the deadites which Smoke it's obviously kind of like claymation but yep. you know you see them kind of just decompose and just like deflate i guess would be a word to use for it and that's one of the most visceral scenes on the entire movie for me i guess like it, just watching that is just like 
whoa, what is going on here? Uh, yeah, and I don't know. Maybe that's... I, I wish I would have brought that up with the when we were talking about the effects. Uh, but another thing, this also kind of goes into the effects, but we'll, we'll say it here. Uh, one thing, okay, so I feel like the reboot is almost more realistic in a way, like the blood and the gore. But I don't necessarily know if the original was going for that, if that makes sense. They were going for a lot of gore, I think, because that's something they felt would go over well. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. I, But as far as adaptations go, I feel like this, the reboot has enough of the spirit of the original. I mean, there's very few things that are completely recycled from the original as far as uh, different like supernatural events if you want to call them that i mean you could say oh that one character cuts off her her hand and uh mia gets i wouldn't say raped but like violated by a tree like those are like the only two instances that are completely the same yeah and they keep like other things here like uh characters uh, wearing a michigan state <laughs> yep, type yeah. shirt yep. uh, that the one necklace with the, the little magnifying glass yeah, on it. Yeah, some small things like that, too. Oh, yeah. Was that supposed to be magnifying glass on the remake? That's what it looked like. Yeah, I thought it, it was it, just supposed to be like a, uh, like a dream catcher almost. Yeah, I, I don't know. Either way, though, you know, the same necklace, which I think was on the second one, too. I think that Ash gives it to the new girl that he brings over there, if I remember right. Uh, but anyways, what do you guys think? Are you, Are we ready to put a big number on this thing? Well, I mean, you guys never asked me my thoughts about which one oh. was better. Oh, well, as far as adaptation, yeah, which adaptation. one? Do, 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 and it's not necessarily which one's better, but like, does how does the reboot do at adapting the source material? I, I suppose I say it elevates it. It put it out of. You think it makes it better? Oh yeah, all right. It, it, it only if we're considering the first movie and the originals. Yep. Because if we go off the whole entire series, and it's like, no, they just kind of they start going off on their own direction. Oh, so okay. I think we should get into the scores to see how okay. where right. his goes and <clears throat> ours go. All right, River. So this is your first time being on this uh, segment of our show, reboot, remake, repeat, and on this. So everything that we just talked about, both the story, effects, characters, music, and adaptation. We're going to give a maximum of two points for each category. So zero means essentially that you think that it did quite a bit worse than the original. One would mean that you think that it did, you know, just as good. Two, thinking that you that it did better than the original. Okay. So you got that. Alrighty. And we're we're all going to give our answers and kind of elaborate if we so choose. So first off, for story, what do you guys give? Give this. And all of us are, by the way, River, every one of us will have a different answer. Oh, yeah. So so this is pretty much just to give a number as to how we feel this did for the reboot. Or, or sorry, for remaking it, whether or not it was better than the original, in our opinion, or not. So, again, story. That's a hard thing because I, I like what they did with the story. Yeah. So I'll give this one a two. You'll give it a two? Yeah. All right. Fair enough. I, I feel, or do do you have your mind made up yet? Because I'm not 100% there well, yet. Because like my thought process is like the original, it was good, especially back in its day. But like they with the added stuff they did with the remake reboot, 
Yeah. It just helped it like go along a little bit better. Okay. Yeah. I could see point. that, yeah. I you can go if you want, otherwise I can go. I, my you, mind's you not go, 100% made your, up. Yours either. isn't 100%. Okay, I th- I think mine is. I think mine's going not necessarily the opposite way. Oh, yeah, kind of the opposite way. So, for the story, for me, I feel like what makes Evil Dead, the original, such a great movie is its originality. I know that it's been re... You know, the whole... It's a, it's a trope now. A group of can- or people go out into the woods... And then something bad happens and, you know, none, and if not, like, one survives it. Uh, but at the time, it was completely original. I feel like the reboot didn't really stray too far away from that, which you can see as a negative or a positive. But because of that, I'm only going to give it one point. So I'll just say it's about even yeah, with the original for me. I think that pretty much helps me make up my mind. I mean, after thinking about that and just knowing what happens in the story with, like, the... It's not called the Necromonicon, but we'll just call it that for you. Necronomicon? On, yeah. on the reboot? Or? or On the first one, it's not called that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think they call right. it it's just the Book of the Dead, if I remember Well, right. they have a name for it, but it's... Some Sumerian yeah, language. Yeah, it's some Sumerian <laughs> name. But uh, the Book of the Dead, I mean, it was burnt, so pretty much that ends kind of like the story in the first one right there. It's yep. like, all right, it's burnt. How can it keep going? And it well, kind it chases of, him down at the end. It yeah. does, but that just goes back to the beginning of the movie where it's always been there. Okay, yeah. Because, I mean, that's where the runes were at. So, I mean, it kind of breaks its own continuity right there where it's like, oh, it can be burnt. So, I would definitely have to say the reboot did it better where it's like, okay, well, this is a book that's indestructible. It can't be burnt. It's always going to be here. Okay, yeah. And it more keeps it real in the rooted realm of it's like, okay, these are demons that are always going to be here. And nothing you can do can get rid of these demons. Mm-hmm. So it's the same thing with the book. Nothing you can do can get rid of the book. You yeah. can hide it, but it's going to find its way back. It's going to manifest itself. Yeah. yeah. So uh, what, what number rating would you give it? Two I'll being the highest. Two. Two points? Alrighty. Let's go ahead and move on to the characters. So what what do you guys think? Anybody have strong feelings about the characters? Besides Eric, not really. <laughs> <laughs> But I think that's for all of us. Yeah. Well, I I mean well, I mean just between the two. Well, oh. like because like, this is kind of hard because like even though this is an early role for Bruce Campbell and like the original Evil Dead. Yeah. He still did pretty good. Oh, he did. Oh, he did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like. Yeah, and I think one of the one of the things that I failed to mention is if I were to have watched that movie for the first time, or when I did watch the movie for the first time, I didn't know who Bruce Campbell was. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of almost a surprise. Like, Oh, he's the final character. Yeah. And, and, uh, granted he did great, but still it was just kind of, kind of a bit of a shock to me. Uh, I think I'm personally ready to give, I'm yeah, let's, ready to, to give mine. I'm, I'm sorry, man. I, because I love the original. The original, no doubt, is one of my go-to horror films. And, uh, again, it has inspired me to a degree that many other horror films have not done. Or films in general have not done. However, I think the characters on the reboot are just better. I I do. Again, both of them have the whole thing of, oh, they're just normal people, which is great. But the second one just has a little bit 
better relationships. Like again, they did a better job with the brother sister relationship. And then the, the friend that gets all shot up. And plus one of the characters has an MC five shirt and <laughs> I love the MC five. So I'm going to give it the full two points personally. You hear it first. You hear it for here first. If I can speak, he's from Detroit. That's right. Rock <laughs> city. <laughs> you, do you have your score? Yeah, I got mine. I mean, pretty, now, at first, I was going to say one that, you know, they're about the same, just taken in context of both the movies, but just after hearing Spooky Lukey there speak for some of his reasons, yeah, it's a two. The, the characters were better developed, and initially, they were brought to you. Granted, you could say that's just the time. You know, the first one, they were all brand new. They didn't really know what was going on. Yeah. But in the end, the remake character and their interpersonal development was a lot better. Well, and there's that whole level of that I know I didn't really mention, but of you know the drug addiction type thing. Yeah. Like, there's just more, in my opinion, of that to mess with, like to play with. Like, there's more things. The characters are just more memorable, in my yep. opinion. Well, I mean, and the opioid crisis was pretty much on the upswing right during that time that movie was launched. So, I mean, it's still a very relevant yeah. topic to us. Yeah. It's not Absolutely. like most of us got five of our friends together, went out to a cabin in the woods, and was attacked by evil, crazy spirits. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you think, Joe? Oh, I'm going to give it a two also. I think the benefit of having actual, like, trained actors, it helps. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I don't know where we would have put this, and maybe more in the adaptations, but uh, the director, Feed, uh, Feedy or Feed Alvarez, I don't know if you guys knew this, but this was his directorial feature debut oh he'd done some short films before a strong this. debut I would yeah say. that was a really good debut. It, it definitely is uh and you know i know river you weren't here but that's another parallel to the dawn of the dead original versus reboot the on that one scott snyder's first feature length film uh, the dawn of the dead reboot was uh but yeah anyways let's keep moving on yeah. to the effects which one do you guys prefer as far as the effects go? I I pretty much said if you guys need some time. Uh, I'm going to just go. I'll give this one a one. Okay. It, it's about even in my eyes. Like, yes, some of the stuff looks really smooth and like the new one yeah. and everything. But with the original, there's just something there for me. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't think River knew that we could do this, so hopefully it's not sacrilege to him. But I'm I'm gonna give it a one and a half, personally. Um, I okay, so I'm I'm conflicted because I do think that both of these have good effects. Again, the original I feel like has a little bit more inspired of effect because they're trying to think, oh, how can we do this? But with the budget of the reboot, they were able to pretty much think of what they wanted to do and just do it from what I can understand and not having that restraint or as much of a restraint for, for finances, I think freed up or freed it up to the point where they were able to, I assume do exactly what they wanted to do. However, the one thing that kind of takes me away from the effects on the reboot this is a very small nitpick, but a lot of the time it was very dark, so you couldn't really tell what was going on. On mm-hmm. not on all the scenes, but on on some key scenes where it's just like, oh, like I I can 
piece together in my mind what's going on here, but I can't see it. Um, so I'm, I'm just going to give it a half. I'm going to say it's about even, but give a half point towards the reboot. Well, if we can do half points, then I'm going to go with that one too, the 1.5. Because I, I would like to think that if the original had the equivalent of the same budget that the remake had, the effects would, even for that time, would be brought all the way up there. Would just be even better. Yeah. For than what they are now, but I mean, it, pretty much the same reasons you mentioned. That that's my reasoning for the whole entire one and a half. It's not nearly better than the, the second one's not nearly better than the first or the remake, I should say. But it's almost there. Yeah. Okay, so this one. I don't know how you guys feel, so I might start off saying this, but the music, uh, again, I'm, I'm going to give this one a two. Uh, did you guys notice any musical cues or anything like that that you felt strongly for either way? Either you loved it or you hated it for either one? See, just I'll throw in my score right now. I'm going to give it a one because like... Did it make n- an impression? Yeah. Like yeah. N- neither were bad and I did like both of them, but... Nothing really stood too much out where... Yeah. I, I th- and I think that that's the thing is n- not really any piece in particular stood out on the original. But on the reboot, there were quite a few where I listened to it and I was like, this sounds epic and brooding and just dark. And so I'm going to give... I'm going to give the reboot... Or I'm going to give it a two mm-hmm. for, for that. I feel like it... And I think there were some cues from the original score that they even recycled into the the reboot if i'm not mistaken but they kind of made them better so <laughs> i'll give it a two i'm gonna, gonna have to go with a one because there's two part there's two different scenes and both of the well i shouldn't say two different scenes there's a scene in each of the movie that stands out to me with the audio and just the score yep i mean the and the original is when ash is going to bury his girlfriend and I mean, she opens her eyes, and you get the little music cue going on. Mm-hmm. And he, he's digging, then he stops, and he turns around, her eyes are closed, and yeah. he does it again. That, that's what stood out for me in that one, the original. Then in the remake, it's when uh, Mia first discovers the evil dead, or whatever that creature is, and it's just that really loud... The doom. Yeah, just the really foreboding music that yeah. just kind of hits you. And, and like when, when, it, that, when the tree first gets her on the reboot... And that music, I mean, you it just feels so heavy. Yep. And I don't mean heavy in the sense of like, yeah, Black Sabbath, heavy metal. <laughs> I mean, it isn't like, it just has weight to it. And it's like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, so you're going to give it a one? Yeah. I would. Yeah, it's not a one and a half, but a one. Okay. Sounds good. And now, the question everybody's asking what would you rank it as far as an adaptation goes from between a zero meaning it was terrible one being oh it's just about as good as the original and two it surpasses it i mean there's no wrong answer here you guys ready i'm ready i'm ready i already i already know your i I think i know your thoughts unless unless they've changed that's right it's a point five (laughs) (laughs) no it, it it's a two it was if we're only comparing the first movie to the re- the reboot remake, the reboot remake just blows it out of the water. 
And, I mean, you could say that's because of today's technology or the budget they had or the acting. I mean, I'm not going to go and argue all that stuff. I just, I think what the premise that they were trying to go for, the reboot remake just really carries it forward. And I'm going to go ahead and interrupt you right there and give a disclaimer. The thoughts and views expressed (laughs) on this episode are not reflected by both joe and i well i don't know about joe but not by, <laughs> by myself but uh no i i respect your honesty um i'm gonna give it a one personally uh i don't think okay so i don't think that this the reboot does anything specifically terrible or wrong uh i and i i, I still like the original one better but, I mean, I, I respect the the original for being yeah, yeah, the fourth for being the fourth best Evil Dead movie, you know, <laughs> in my in my opinion, and being the second best Evil Dead remake right before right behind Evil Dead Two, if you want to call Evil Dead <laughs> Two a remake. But uh, I I guess what it comes down to is the first one was just so original so out there and so visceral that uh the second one i feel like it it kept up with the original for the most part but it also mixed in some tropes in horror that were i guess what's we're looking for dragged it down a little bit that felt a little bit generic but um you want to give one example of a trope you think because i mean when with you saying that, yeah, I, I'm just in my mind. It's like, well, now you're just kind of blaming something on the remake reboot that it possibly couldn't have control over. Okay, yeah. Um, I think as far as because it's like you said, the first one when it came out, I mean, there wasn't anything like it. Yeah, and that's kind of hard to judge the reboot remake on that same scale where it's like, well, it it well, is it's, already it's a been reboot. Out. Yeah, yeah, I know what so, you mean. Okay. I don't necessarily think that's fair, but I'll still respect your opinion. Yeah, that. okay. That's what I'm saying. Provide a trope you think that uh, is just carried on that doesn't really belong in it, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Okay. Yeah. All right. So this isn't necessarily a singular trope, but okay. So when I was watching this movie, it gave me the some of the same feelings that I get from the Nightmare on Elm Street re- remake or the... Friday the 13th reboot where it's just like, okay, it's great seeing it with like this budget, but it feels like there's too much of like a studio behind Mm -hmm. it as opposed to being, as opposed to being like Sam Raimi's vision. It felt like it was almost like a studio decision. And there, there are some, I I guess one thing that really kind of cemented that for me. So we just mentioned that the, the uh, original, I guess had an NC-17 rating. And I know that in some places it was unrated. And I know that in some places in Europe, specifically England, it was considered a video nasty and was pretty much, from what I understand, illegal to own that Oh, yeah. Uh, Police would raid video stores. And if anything was on that list, they would take it. Yeah. So, I mean... The police wanted those nasty videos. Yeah. So, so, so it was, it was, it was very serious. But the thing about it was, Sam Raimi was just like, no, I'm not like the tree rape scene. If it was up to me, that scene would not be in the movie. I, I have a hard time not skipping that scene. But he's just like, no, this is 
what I want in here. It's going to be in here. Now you take that with the reboot. Um, so there's that character from the beginning. Well, I, I assume she was from the beginning um, that died in the beginning, you know? Yeah. So I don't know how much you guys were paying attention to this, but so she comes out of the dirt and she's completely naked, yet she has no nipples and she she doesn't even have a butt crack. And I guess the reason why is because the ratings board does not like the mix of like sex and violence. And so they're like, well, we don't want to have this have an NC-17 rating. We want this to be rated R. And so they they purposely took that out. And so that, that for me already just kind of like takes me out of it to where the original again was just like some guy being like, I don't care if you don't like it. This is my vision. And the other one kind of had some compromises. Fair enough. Uh, again... A great movie. I'm not. I'm. I don't blame it. Some of the best horror films in general have some compromises like that. Friday the Thirteenth Part Six, for example, one of the best Friday the Thirteenth movies, but it also was one of the ones that had some of the most heavily edited scenes to kind of accommodate the ratings board at that time. So, um, it's it, it's good. I just think that that as an adaptation of the original that was so groundbreaking and so again like punk rock had this attitude of yeah i don't care if you like it or not this is it um but anyways that's that's just me respectable opinion and i'm also going with the one okay joseph i got the high ground here do you care to elaborate Uh, no again no no opinion is wrong here no opinion is wrong here because i think you hit a lot of good points with the original and while this, I would say, is definitely one of the better remake reboots, whatever you want to for call sure, it. Like, for sure. this is one I actually revisit once in a while. Where there's and I lot- can't, I can't say that for like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre reboot yeah. or Dawn of the Dead. Because if I'm willing to revisit the remake reboot, it's done a good job. I would say, in my opinion, for sure. So you don't want to give it a one point five? <laughs> <laughs> no. Um. Honestly, after you saying the NC seventeen. Like it, the reboot didn't want to get that rating. It just kind of brought up a question. I wonder how it would have shown if it did have that NC seventeen, where Sam Raimi was still like, "Well, it's still my vision. I don't care what you say." Well, their <laughs> box office of ninety six million would not yeah. be ninety six million. No, no, for sure. Uh, the amount of audience, because uh, there were like kids in the yeah, show. Oh, and, yeah, and both could... both for both yeah, of our true. shows. Even, yeah which I don't necessarily agree with. Like I'm pretty like open about like letting kids watch horror films. If they're, if you know your kid type thing. Sure. But like with NC 17, they don't have a choice. You can't bring kids into mm-hmm. that. Yeah. You have to be 17 or older hmm. to, to make it in there. Um, Box offset might, might've suffered, but I wonder how the DVD sells. Would yeah. Have. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's true. Also the publicity of King and NC 17 yeah, nowadays. That that's what I mean. Like you just don't see it. I almost kind of think that would offset the, uh, the not being able to bring your children to it. Well, I mean, granted, we yeah. wouldn't have been able to see it. Yeah, I I was you were I was eighteen by the time it came out. It came out in twenty thirteen. Are we already that old? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that would have been twenty thirteen year we graduated. Yeah. me and you at least. Oh wow, we are already that old. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I, I uh, do want to quickly bring up some of the other movies of twenty thirteen, other horror films to compare it to. Oh yeah. So. There was Mama. I'm, I'm just going to give highlights. Oh, Mama. Yeah. Which I never actually saw, but I've heard it's actually pretty good. Yeah. It's not a bad one. Fun. Yeah. Uh, the Carrie reboot. So, so there were some other reboots and remakes. 
Warm bodies. Yeah, I didn't see. Yeah, that yeah. was kind of fun. Yeah, uh, Texas Chainsaw, Green Inferno, Oculus. Good one. Uh, Insidious Part 2. Uh, so I know that there are some some pretty decent ones in there, but in my opinion, all most of those play it pretty safe. And I feel like this Evil Dead reboot, despite, you know, not necessarily pushing the bounds as much as the original did, I think that it was a step in the right direction for horror. Oh, I agree. Um, yeah. And in my opinion, the, the, it's the best horror film of 2013. So, uh, that, that again, that's just my opinion. And I feel like it was what we needed back then. And, you know, I think that we still need some of that now. Well, it's such a shame we didn't see, like, a sequel Yeah. from the 2013 one. Because I think there was so much potential there. And there's talks about a new Evil Dead, but not yeah. having really any connections well, to the original or... Did they ever give a reason why they didn't make a sequel? I, I don't. They they planned it like they greenlit a sequel right after. Well, and like how good it did financially, I'm yeah. surprised. And all the way through 2019, I think that the studio was like, okay, we'll either make a sequel to, uh, or you know, with Feed Alvarez, like we're either going to make a sequel to Evil Dead, the reboot, or a sequel to Don't Breathe, which is another film he directed. Yep. And I guess he was actually disappointed because more people wanted an Evil Dead sequel. And he's just like, oh, I kind of wanted to do a Don't Breathe sequel. So I kind of, like, it seemed like he was all for it, Mm -hmm. but he didn't seem as stoked to do it. And that was in, like, 2018, 2019 Yeah, that that he said that. Uh, And so I I don't know. However, like, this is weird because when this movie first came out, I felt like a lot of the Evil Dead fans embraced it. But as time has gone on, it's it's like the black sheep. I was gonna say it's a bit decisive well, now. Yeah, because like I think I put it like on a one of our Halloween lists. I I don't know if it was this last year's one or if it was one of my personal ones. But I got some comments of people like saying it pretty much sucked, and I was like trying to but, like throw my defense for it yeah. and everything. What sucked about it? <laughs> it was a good movie all around. Yeah, I and again I feel like it goes back to. The adaptation, people had that expectation of the comedy in there, and I'm glad it didn't have it in there. It like, didn't I'm, need I, it. I'm okay, yeah, exactly. I'm okay with it, but I know that some people were disappointed. I, I think that just goes with everyone was looking at the whole rather, rather, rather than, than the, the individual, yeah, because that's what this movie was trying to do, it was trying to redo the individual, yeah, and it. If you just take it in that context, it did it perfectly. Well, but and it, if you listen to the teenagers that were in the same theater as me, they were laughing at a lot of the scenes. So oh, really? They got something humorous out of it. Yeah. And if you listen to the five-year-olds running around in the aisles <laughs> when I saw it, because I, I kind of wonder if the parents were like, oh, yeah, Evil Dead 2, I love that movie. Yeah, I'll bring yeah. my kids to well, see this yeah, one. Yeah, I had then kids in mind. It it's so funny like how like similar our viewing experience, even though we saw it at different times. Yeah. We had kids like... Yeah, it's yeah. ridiculous. So anyways, and let, do you guys have any final thoughts? By the way... Let's hear our scores. Our scores, yep. So I'll go from order of the least okay. to top. So Joe, yours, your score, you give it the least. Still a respectable score. A seven. All right. What did I... Do you have the score written down what I gave the... Uh, Even, uh, Donna, uh, the three and a half. 
Okay, so that's a huge it's, improvement. It's a double. Yeah, it's a double. So yeah, so you gave it. You gave it as far as an, you know, adaptation compared to the original. You gave it a seven and a half. Solid. Or sorry, a seven. Seven. Sorry. Solid. I gave it a seven and a half. Okay. Which again, very good. And then River gave it an eight and a half. I mean, it wasn't perfect, but yeah. it was. Good. It was good. Yeah. So that that's comparing it to the original. Do you guys? Would you guys give it a different rating apart from the original? I, mm. I think it, the rating it, I gave it is very solid. Like I might bump up to almost like an eight just for like a horror movie in general yeah. that I would recommend the people. So are you saying if we took it away from the original and gave it a different name, if my rating would change on it? Kind of. I, yeah, I guess if you want to see it that way, I, I just mean like, like as a movie. Yeah. Cause, cause before we were kind of. Tying it to the original and being like, okay, which one had the better score? You know, that kind of thing. But just a standalone horror film, would you give it anything higher or lower? That would probably still be right around there. I mean, it half, was a yeah. pretty good horror movie, but again, it wasn't the best. Yeah. I mean, it was out of a lot of the horror movies that came out in 2013. It definitely left a bigger impression. Yep. So I I might give it an eight. Um, but okay. So with that said, do you guys feel that this movie? Does the original justice? Do you think that it deserves to exist? Do you think it should replace the original Re- in a way? Replace? No. Deserve to exist? Yes. Okay. Oh yeah, it deserves to exist easily. Yeah, but- I I agree. I think I think it earns its spot and is frankly underrated now. I mm-hmm. don't hear too much talk about it anymore. No. But uh, you know, I bet if it got that sequel. There would be more talking about well, it. Well, they're already moving on. It sounds yeah. like, I don't know if it's supposed to be an apartment building or some type of skyscraper or something for the new Evil Dead. Yeah. You what happened if that's supposed to be like a soft sequel to this? <laughs> I, I don't know. Who, who knows? It doesn't sound like they're going in that direction. Mia shows up. Um, the thing is that I think it's kind of interesting. So there's Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2, then Army of Darkness. And I guess Army of Darkness, from what I understand, like, legally is like a separate thing from evil dead like there's different studios own yeah. each one of them so i kind of almost wonder if since this new one is called evil dead 4 if like they almost had to have this evil dead uh, to, as to like up the, uh, as like a third you know in quotes but i i don't know that's just something i was kind of wondering because originally again they were gonna have this continuing as the evil dead franchise and then Bruce Campbell's, you know, Ash Williams storyline can uh, continuing in the Army of Darkness franchise, and then eventually kind of crossing paths. But uh, supposedly that's gone by the wayside. Anyway, River, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we we knew that you had a different takes slightly of the uh, this film, so I'm glad that we were able to have you on to talk about it. And uh, yeah. Even though I strongly think my opinion was superior to your two, <laughs> I will accept your guys' opinion because it was not lower than a seven. Okay. <laughs> Good enough. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, thank you guys for listening. Tell us what you think about the Evil Dead review. And, uh, we'll catch you on the next one. Peace. Arrivederci, baby. Hail to the king.